Toss to Pollard, and there he goes. Tony Pollard down the sideline. Jets are on. Touchdown, Dallas. 58 yards, and Tony Pollard just showed the world how fast he is. Another interception, and this is Watkins to the end zone. Carlos Watkins with a pick and a touchdown, and what a night for Dan Quinn's defense. <laughs> That it was. Welcome on to BetQL Daily, presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a football Friday, and we have a ton of football to get to today. Michael Felder in the bleachers of college football in about 20 minutes. We get set for conference championship weekend. Joe Gallant, our favorite on the touchdown props, even last night on some interception props with Taysom Hill. That was profitable. He will join us next hour. We'll go over every week 13 NFL game. We start, though, guys, with last night, Thursday Night Football. And I got to say, if you played our props individually, pretty good because we did pretty well. We did not hit our parlay because Taysom Hill, despite 101 rushing yards, couldn't get in the end zone last night. He couldn't find his way in the end zone, but the game went under. Dallas did win, and we were mostly on that side of it as well. And um, Dalton Schultz goes over. Dak Prescott did not have a significant amount of rushing yards. That was the kind of the game we thought. Except for the fact that, boy, Taysom Hill, Joe, and I saw your tweet last night, maybe not a quarterback upgrade over what they had. Yeah, well, that's why you don't bet parlays, because they, they lose. There's always one leg short, and that's why the books always. make a ton of money. And just look month after month, all the states. Where, where do they make the most money in sports betting? Parlays. Parlays, mm -hmm. but people can't help it because of the odds, and I get it. Uh, I, I would say that we were on it last night as far as Dallas. We leaned that way, but by the time the show ended with the news that came out about Kamara and the Saints offensive tackles, that ballooned back up to six where it was very early in the week and maybe tough to bet on uh, Dallas minus six. Actually, six and a half I saw it closed at some spots, and that's tough when you see it at four and a half all week kind of in that dead zone. Um, but the, the line reacted there. I was comfortable throughout. My favorite play of the night was the under, even when it uh, dropped a little bit after the news that we got. Ends up closing 45 in the hook. It was 47 in a hook 24 hours ago when right. we were previewing this show, and 47 is one of those key numbers in totals land. That was way too much of a sweat. Uh, that flurry of scoring at the very end, those explosive plays, and then – the final run by the Cowboys when they're killing the clock. Zeke almost busted that one. I know. If Zeke busts that one play before they took the knees, when everybody in the world knows that they're running the football, that goes over the total. And I think that would qualify as a bad beat because that was comfortably under throughout. It was clearly on the right side. You have all the turnovers in the very end. But then you defensive scores, 70-yard touchdown here. I'm like, oh, no, this is a sweat. But uh, thankfully, it did just get home by uh, the closing number of 45 and a half, just barely by one and a half points. And uh, Dallas covers as a favorite. Saints have now lost five consecutive games. And, and, and I'm hearing from people, oh, maybe you shouldn't rip on Taysom Hill too much, 400 total yards. No, 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 no. Did you watch the game? Did you see the turnovers? There's context there. Like with three minutes left, it was a much closer to only 300 total yards. You can't sit here and tell me, oh, the Saints have a good offense because at the end of the day, the box score said 400. At the end of the day, the box score said 17 points. They're one of those teams that just can't get past that number. 
Yeah, he's bad. I mean, he's just not a good quarterback right now. And you're Joe, you're right. I mean, his passer rating last night was 44.2. His QBR was 28.4. I mean, it was at a bad night. I mean, that's you turn the ball over four times, you have a bad night, Aaron. Taysom Hill was bad, yeah. and the Cowboys get back on track. I was hoping that Taysom Hill was going to do some good things for the Saints, but with less than four minutes to go, this dude throws not one, not two, but three interceptions for a total of four. It was horrible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Joe was right. Our parlay was close. Just one did this. Is this the third or fourth time? Just one didn't hit in our same yeah. game parlay. It's been a few. Yeah. The worst yeah. is when you feel like we're on it. Like we were, we were on that. I mean, if, you know, and, and the touchdown score, that's out of our control, right? That's, that's kind of how the game goes. It is someone could throw it in or whatnot. Um, I thought that last was time, hard at, to get the anytime touchdown. I'm finding yeah. those ones are so hard. Well, just like you get it early, you're or pick, you don't get it. Especially if yeah. you're picking the team that has the bad offense. Like we talked about right. that. Like, okay, what are they going to do? Score two touchdowns? Uh, we don't think that they can keep up with the Cowboys, and they couldn't. But when, when you're betting on the team that's going to probably score two or three touchdowns, and and you're going to Okay, we're 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 gonna pick the one guy. It's that that you're up against it. And Paul suggested it yesterday, and he was right. The uh, team total under under 19 and a half. Saints couldn't get to 20. Yeah, that would have been a good play. A C- couple of things I thought of yesterday uh, during that game. One, a couple of weeks ago, I think Joe, you were out for this, but or maybe you were here. But it was right around the time the Saints started to lose, or started to you know their losing streak started. Their win total at one point was at 10 and a half. Ooh, it moved to 10 or maybe it might have been nine and a half. I took the under whatever it was. I have the under on the Saints at the updated win total. I think it, it I, might have been nine and a half. That makes I sense. remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they have eight losses. They're done. I mean, I that I, I seven losses. Who's there? Five and seven. They're probably done for that win total of nine and a half. So that hit last night. Uh, the other thing I noticed big picture and it doesn't matter because the Cowboys won and they're got a 10 days now before they play Washington next week to, to kind of seal up. The, the division, I, I think they really put it on ice if they win next week. But Dak Prescott still doesn't look right to me. Yeah. Dak, he can't move right now. Like, he had – I mean, I thought it was the easiest bet of the year that him go under his rushing yards. He doesn't even try to move right now. And there was one play in that game. Remember the third quarter? Defensive tackle for the Saints ran in there and sacked him. He couldn't get away from a defensive tackle. I don't know if he's afraid to push it on his calf. And I don't know when this is going to hurt the Cowboys, if it will, but I still don't think Dak has looked right since he came back from his injury. Yeah, I think that's the other part of this. Um, the expectation now with Dallas is high-flying offense, Super Bowl contender. Right. Do, do they look like they're on the level of Green Bay, Arizona, even Tampa Bay? And no. We know how hobbled they are. They really they don't seem to be. And I, I would put a lot of the turnovers – more on the New Orleans side than I would on the Dallas side. And, yeah, I think that's something we have to take a look at. At the end, the score said 27, but it's not because of their high-efficiency offense. It it was a lot of defensive stuff, creating some short fields there. At the end, defensive score, all that. So, yeah, they're not playing their best ball right now at a time where, where that's what you're looking for. I don't know that I would put Dallas one of the top three teams in the NFC, even though they're going to win that division. Speaking of that division, you know, I was talking about how the Washington had control, but now it seems like, I mean, they, Washington needed the Cowboys to lose, and then Washington needed to, 
needs to go into Vegas and beat the Raiders, but now it just looks like it's going to be too hard for them. Yeah, it's it's down to the head-to-head, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult. And I think Washington is live to win this weekend against the Raiders. We'll break the, yeah, down that one. I like Washington, um, too. I, I will I will say you get a lot of people piling on with the Taysom Hill stuff, and I understand it. And I've made my share of cracks at Sean Payton, but this contract and what's the love affair. First off, they can get out of that deal. And they're only right. paying him a lot of money if he's on the field performing well. And we're not going to see that. And I don't know that his – well, I do know his future is not a quarterback in Taysom Hill. He's no longer a, a prospect either. The guy is an older player. Sean Payton's aware of all this. Jameis started the season when they had their good start, and then he went to Trevor Simeon, and then he was forced to go to Taysom Hill because Simeon was so horrendous. Like, let's let's not pretend, let's not let this narrative get out of control that Sean Payton believes Taysom Hill's a QB1 in this league. He knows that. He has some QB3 on his own roster. Yeah, on a bad roster, right? And like, yeah. if this would be a year. Of all the years, wouldn't this be the one to just let him play, like see what he is, give him a chance, right? Run him out there for 12 games. Right. They didn't do that. And, and right. it's, I mean, like, if any team, and there's a lot, but if any team I could just see is just going to dive into that veteran quarterback market and try to get a Russell Wilson, it's this team. That defense yeah. for the Saints is good. I mean, even last night, I know that, you know, the Cowboys made some plays. I mean, they, there was, those receivers are unbelievable. Like, when they're all out there, as much as the Cowboys don't look right now like a Super Bowl team, those receivers are playmakers. But the Saints defense did a good job, Aaron, last night. And, you know, I, I know we – I think we touched on a little bit of Zeke Elliott and his prop last night. We didn't we didn't play it in our parlay or, or talk about it that much. But it went under again. Zeke Elliott – Zeke Elliott stinks right now. He got yeah. shut down again. To, I, I don't understand why Tony Pollard is not easily their number one back. He has explosion. Like, he had that touchdown run. Zeke Elliott is plotting at this point of his career. Yep. And that whole uh, soundbite from Jerry Jones, what was that about? I mean, first of all, why are people still interviewing Jerry Jones? I think you know, you know, this is a great soundbite. It's an awesome soundbite, and it's going to gain gain traction. Oh my God, I think we all knew Zeke was not going to have a good game when he said said that. Who was believing that? And, And to the, you know, your point about the Saints, it just seems like they are just a good quarterback away from being more competitive. That's really what they need there. I think Um, our guest yesterday was mentioning Derek Carr or Russell Wilson. They need someone in new Orleans and a running back and a wide receiver. (laughs) They they do need a lot now. I mean, if Michael Thomas is not going to play for them again, if Camaro can't stay healthy, like that's the other part of it. I don't know that Russell Wilson will walk in and wash, wash everything over, you know, true, especially the way he's playing right now. Yeah, he's not. You're right. It, it, but you know what it'd be? It would give Peyton another lifeline, right? It would give him his next quarterback for the next whatever years. Um, all right, let's look at the um, the futures here. You guys mentioned the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the odds. Do, do you, would you take the Washington football team at these odds right now? Dallas is no. minus one thousand. <laughs> I know. I don't even know, need to know what they are. No. Twelve to one. Twelve to one, Washington. I'd That's say I would. That's a for me, it. dog. It's enough. <laughs> that so what what what's the scenario what sort of record are we talking about so we're talking about an eight and four cowboys team 
we were talking about a five and six Washington team. So, so basically, I'm, I'm getting at this. If you think Washington has a real chance, you better take them now because they get the win on Sunday. Those odds will drop, right? They'll be the within Washington two games. The Washington football team is not better than the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not going to have some epic collapse right now. I, I would be shocked if that happened. And that's really what needs to happen if Washington's going to win that division. They have yeah. to beat, like, the Eagles twice, the Cowboys twice. It's it's going to be so hard for them. Do they have to sweep? Do, does Washington have to uh, take the last six, which means they go 11-6 and six on the season to win the division? Cowboys are 8-4. Eight eight and four. Four. So mm-hmm. so we count two losses against Washington, right, in this, in this scenario you're creating. Two are gone, right? So that, that puts them at six losses already. Well, there it is, right? If 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 Washington wins out, they win the division. Okay. So is Washington going to win nine games in a no, row? No, no. No, no, I don't think they are. I, I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of how they do this, right? So no, you but said, I'm, I'm saying, like, if, you, if you're going to make that bet, are, it's a thought process that they're going to win nine games in a row. Is yeah, that the only it, way they can win it? No, I think Dallas could lose another game besides the Washington games. Like, if you really think Washington could do this, I mean, Dallas could lose to Arizona and get their seventh loss and only have ten wins. That could happen. But how many does Washington have to win is my question. Well, they have to get to 10. To 10. So they have to win, um, was that seven of eight? Six? Seven of eight. They eight have to beat nine. the Cowboys eight twice. Nine. They can only lose one more game, and it can't be the Cowboys game. <laughs> that that would mean after the bye, they go eight and one. Yeah. They're already three and zero oh after the bye. It's not Dallas happening. is going to win. Dallas is going to win the division. Yeah, it's over. Don't. That's just wasting your money. I, I'm all for some long shots. Yeah. But I don't see it from Washington. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. You look at the odds on FanDuel that they have a lot of these divisions that are just sewn up. They don't they're not considering the NFC sewn up like Tampa Bay's minus eight thousand. Right. Green Bay's minus four thousand. There are certain divisions that are sewn up that mm-hmm. the NFC is not considered by by the, this it completely sewn up. It's it's similar. If you look at the odds in the AFC South. It's a little similar to Tennessee and, and the Colts where the Colts are alive. But it's it's really hard to imagine. The NFC East seems to always, at least in the last, what, seven years, come down to the end of the season. It's never sewn up. That's yeah. the, team that, the team that wins it the year before, we know. They never win it the year after. <laughs> exactly. Enjoy it now, Cowboys, because someone division. else is going to division next year. Yeah. It's like your toxic girlfriend or something. You just The NFC East is terrible. <laughs> Stay it's away. bad for your health. It's bad for your mental health. That That is for sure, yes. Almost all of the NFC is sewn up, and almost all of the AFC is open. Yeah. Right. Divisions, you mean. The division titles. Yeah, correct. Correct. Because you have the AFC East, AFC North, open, AFC West. AFC South would be tough, as you mentioned. Yeah. And well, they're similar, those divisions, except Washington does have the Cowboys twice. So you could dream on it, right? Because they could kind of control it, but they're not I, beating them twice. They're not beating yeah, them. I can see I them mean, knocking them off once. In the end, one second. Heineke, yeah, is he going to go in this? Is Fitzpatrick ever returning? Is that over? I think, like, Ryan, take your time. Heineke Taylor's playing well apparently, right now. Apparently, that was a waste yeah, of money. I, time it was. They, they had a better quarterback within. All right, coming up next, we will dive into college football, a gigantic weekend, conference championship weekend. Our guy Michael Felder is going to join us to break down the biggest games: SEC, Big Ten, Michigan, Iowa. And, of course, the Pac-12. We'll dive into it all. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks. It is BetQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network.
Hey, what's up? It's Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet on from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Watch and listen to the BetQL Network, download the free Odyssey app, and search BetQL. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network.